it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast, the podcast with no problem links to the UDF paramilitaries, despite being pictured with some last week. I am Craig Cairns, and joining me today, we have, uh, it's January, so it means he's anticipating the loss of another Bowie, it's Andy Harrow. Hiya, <laughs> And his chemical Ali-style defence of hearts is not required this evening, it's Robert Borthwick. Yes! Uh, we should just no. We're not going to start there. We're going to start with the craze that's been sweeping the nation, and that is hotties and naughties. Who wants to kick us off? You go first. Uh, I'll start us off with a, a naughty, if I may. Uh, I'm going to go for Celtic's goal music, um, right. or the PA guys specifically. So we saw Celtic obviously beating uh, Ross County at the weekend, and it wasn't a big crowd, shall we yeah. say? Um, Celtic hadn't been playing particularly well. Then they got the penalty. And they played this incredibly loud, like, da, 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 as like nobody was going wild whatsoever. Even Cal McGregor looked like he scored with an apology uh, rather than a penalty. <laughs> I just thought the, the goal music was utterly bizarre. They had the disco lights and everything. It's like, you know, just do it sometimes. You don't have to do it all the time. Just because you've bought it doesn't just mean you have to. After you've been battered for yeah. 20 <laughs> minutes or whatever it was. Exactly. Well. It only really works in kind of European nights and old Fergie's and big games, doesn't it? It's not Ross County, I'm saying. Disco time, like, <laughs> calm down. So that's my first naughty. Andy? Uh, I'm going to go for a uh, haughty uh, in terms of I've seen quite a lot of films and stuff recently, which is quite rare. I haven't seen that much generally, but um, I saw Good Boys, which is really good. Uh, have you guys seen that one? No, nope. no. Nope. I haven't, it's no. It's like kind of that Seth Rogen stable of people who do stuff, but they're basically about like 12 year old wee guys like, trying to go to a kissing party. But it was, it was fun, it was surprisingly good. Uh, and then uh, well, I saw Hustlers as well, which was a bit disappointing. You know right. the the J Lo film. Yeah, um, yeah. 
everyone was raving about. And it was good, but it was, and so was J-Lo, but it wasn't like brilliant. Like, I don't know, it was one of those films that seemed super hyped. And yeah. then maybe because it was J-Lo and nobody would seen J-Lo in anything for ages, but Aye. yeah, it was all right. So it's, I suppose it's, that, that's on the cusp of hot air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing the same, obviously, with it being, um, Award season, checking mm-hmm. out some, but I haven't checked, I haven't seen either of those. Jojo Rabbit was going to be one of my hotties, right? So I've not seen Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yet, oh, so like, um, I think it's the best of the bunch I've seen of them. I absolutely love that, it. That seemed to be the one that got the most like uh, people that either loved it or hated it. That seemed to be this year's like, subject matter. Yeah, I've heard yeah, some people yeah. just say they didn't take to it because yeah. of the subject matter. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see anything else? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, yeah, which I've only good. just got the habit of not saying Mexico. People <laughs> want to say Mexico for some reason. Um, well, it used to be, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what else have I seen? I saw Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. That. It's stressful yeah. as hell. It's like the the dialogue and just the, the coming and going of the characters. There's like yep. three, four arguments going on at the same time. Sometimes the music's really high in the... In the mix, mm. it's just yeah. There's this one scene right in the middle of it that's just so stressful to watch. But yeah, Adam Sandler's great in it. Nice. Great movie. There's one more I've watched that you can't think off the top of my head. I, I saw 1917. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a magnificent film. It's great. Obviously, the Hearts fan, I would enjoy World War One. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was it was yeah. If if anyone hasn't seen it, and I think everyone that I know has seen it, unless you guys haven't. I mean, I haven't. But then I don't get to the cinema anymore, so it's yeah. that's fine. I've seen Star, I've I saw Star Wars over Christmas. And I saw that in well, yeah. seven months. Oh yeah, that's right. We had an animated discussion about it. We did that. Uh, train to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got League Two goalkeepers. Uh-huh. Um, two great saves in one game one specifically at the game at Hamden between Queen's Park and Albion Rovers Ryan yes. Goodfellow pulled out a save which if you haven't seen I mean you'd be hard pressed to find a better yeah. save in Scotland yeah. this season it was that good he was going the other way kind of stumbling went back and kind of clawed it over the bar and it looked like it was over, out of his reach and then Willie Muir it was kind of a less spectacular save but uh, just as important um, right in the last couple of minutes he saved a penalty to rescue a draw so yeah back, brought it back to the football with lower nice. goalkeepers well done um, I'll, I'll just I, I'm not off the top of my head I know we're going to talk about it but Robbie McCrory Mm. Yeah, just uh, just to keep it on the, the goalkeeper theme and to really bring it down a notch there, there as well. A lot of buzz about him after that yeah. first performance as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Just, he did one of those. Like, he just buried his his face into his his arm as well. He didn't want to. He, he oh, just wanted the, the ground to swallow swallow him up. Yeah, um, get you my plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Another hottie, come dog. Oh, aye. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's he's been waiting for that, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really burst onto the scene in English football. He was great value on uh, match always, of the day. Always is. I thought it was brilliant. Um, that whole bit after the game, I didn't see uh, the game. I tuned in at the end to watch the aftermath, and just for, uh, not so much the pitch invasion, but the mall kind of crowding round where the camera was facing. Mm. Uh, well, the pundits box. Yeah, yeah. So that was great, and then obviously. Um, Jason Cummins being Jason a Cummins. Burger King inflatable um, inflatable crown. And uh, <laughs> responding to Ian Wright in his uh, post-match interview and stuff, he was great value. Yeah, they'd have been delighted that there was actually like one decent game in the FA Cup. Really. I, like, I mean, there's nothing interesting there anyway. No. Like, I couldn't have cared less about a single game in that FA Cup. No. Nope. Really at all. No. Nope. 
Yeah, I just tuned in when I heard about yeah, guy, yeah, you guys yeah, were talking in the group yeah. chat about uh, Jason Cummins. I yeah. thought I've got an interest now, so yeah. yeah. Um, one more hottie from me is former Hearts strikers. Um, so Aidan Keena and Craig White have both scored on their respective <laughs> debuts uh, for their new teams, uh, Hartlepool and Arbroath respectively. A real get it right up here to the Hearts <laughs> management there. Um, and uh, Arbroath uh, misspelled Whiten's name yes, on his shirt apparently. How did they yeah. spell it? Just W-I-T-E-O-N. I don't know. Just heard it in the spelling. W-H-I-T-E-O-N. No, I've no idea. S-H-I-T. Right, shall we move on to the weekend's action? Yeah, alright. Well, we'll start with the game yesterday, I suppose. Hearts 2, Rangers 1. Why not? Aberdeen now. Yeah, I mean, a really important result for Hearts. Let's let's try not to get carried away over the next five minutes or so. Robert, you can you can keep us... It was Grounded. down here on earth. Yeah. You, you and uh, <laughs> we waited 18 months for a result like this. <laughs> but in many ways, it was a typical Hearts uh, match day in that there was people getting injured, yeah. there was positional changes all over the shop, but they, they pulled a magnificent result out of their arse. Yeah, I mean, finishing the game, well, sorry, um, starting the second half with two rangy centre midfielders at fullback um, was, was certainly interesting to go about it. Jimmy Calderwood formation oh, to I, end the game. It was great. It was, I, I think, even just generally, I, I mean, I'd, I've watched the sort of full extended highlights back. It was quite an entertaining game anyway, yeah, because it was, it was really open. It was uh, you know, you saw Rangers got in behind a couple of times. Craig Halkett was absolutely superb at the back, and John Suter for the last 10 minutes as well. Uh, was at that level but you know they were getting in behind um, Hart still looked threatening-ish um, I think you know Liam Boyce was holding it up really well uh, Sean Clare was again magnificent powering up from right back and stuff like that I, th- I think it was just generally a really entertaining game to watch um, but not over the piece I think Rangers you know Stephen Gerrard came out and said afterwards they were out fought and out battled and he's absolutely right they were um, you know guys like Aribo when he's on it he's great when he's not he's an yeah. empty jersey and he was kind of an empty jersey in that game I think he missed Tavernier I think they missed Tavernier massively because that's where really, especially where are, on that side yeah that's where their width comes from and if Aribo's being pulled out there that's maybe not where he's best deployed um, I thought guys like Steve Davis and that as well they just didn't perform well through midfield the just didn't get yeah. involved uh, Jermaine Defoe was isolated um, Hearts pressed incredibly well which kind of pushed that Rangers midfield back leaving Defoe on his own up front trying to create chances for himself basically Ryan Jack should have been sent off um, there's there's many things that went wrong with that Rangers display but you can't look away from the fact that Hearts high risk high reward has, has paid off in this game I think other teams will beat Hearts uh, when they continue to play that, that sort of pressing game yeah. but I, I think it worked in that one yeah. uh, Rangers weren't expecting that it as is, much that's exactly what I was saying yesterday at half time that Rangers could easily have been a, a, a two or three goals ahead because uh, if Morelos plays or on another day when Ranger, pre-Christmas yep. Rangers yeah. um, there are a couple of goals ahead before half time and Hearts the, the place they're in they might they, they don't recover from that yeah. Um, but yeah I, I suppose as Rob says it, it's it's they've rode their luck this time to an extent and some brilliant last ditch defending mm-hmm. but um, there's going to be other times where they get punished for that yeah but that's that's fine I think they'll take kind of winning one in every two or three at the moment because uh, the form that they've been in generally so no, I think the the first half was a performance that was kind of full of intensity and kind of hard work without really creating a lot. But I think you did see the kind of signs of where it would work in terms of boys being able to occupy defenders, holding the ball up, causing a few problems, starting to form some sort of partnership with Naismith. And it, it was more in that game because they're both two intelligent footballers than because they've actually established any sort of proper relationship. But the... 
there was just you could you could see what they were trying to do and they did it pretty successfully as, as you both said like there was a couple of chances that Rangers probably should have buried but they didn't and Hearts the only time I felt actually that they struggled was the first 10 minutes of the second half the kind of Rangers got the goal on the break and again Hearts kind of there wasn't a lot of organisation in terms of the who's picking up who that type of thing but Rangers scored the goal uh, on the breakaway and kind of looked like they, they would potentially dominate after that but it, that only lasted maybe 10 minutes at most around about the 55 minute mark Hearts kind of got back into it yeah I, um, I yeah. think I think the, the, the forced change um, positionally yeah. really affected Hearts because Toby Civic I thought did really well at centre mid um, he was a bit nervous on the ball but he was good at winning it back he was tenacious he played that high press, obviously, that Stendhal loves. Yeah, very athletic. He was moved yeah. to left-back, yeah. which then brings Bazanich into centre midfield, and Bazanich and Irvin as a midfield partnership does not work. We saw it at Ross County in the midweek. Um, they both try and play the same position, leaving massive gaps in behind. So it actually kind of helped Civic being injured, because it meant Bazanich went to left-back, Naismith dropped in deep, Hart somehow had four strikers on the pitch. And they went on to win the game. But I think like the key for me was the average age of that heart starting midfield is 20. And they're up against guys like Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack, Joe Rebo, Steve Davis. And they pressed them and pushed them and really made them feel incredibly uncomfortable. And that was, that was kind of shown. Um, I was terrified when I saw that midfield to start the game. It, it just looked like it had a recipe I was strangely you. confident. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I stuck a tenor on hearts. Uh, yeah. The only thing I said in the group chat was that uh, those young players have done okay recently. I used the word okay because I feel like there's been some great performances from a couple of them and there's been some kind of meh performances like County and stuff. But um, See, three months ago, Ewan Henderson and Lewis Moore, for me, were shipping them out again on loan and we'll never see them again. And now, especially, I think the... the Moore, I still the, don't think is good enough. Uh, the Moore Naissons, uh, I think, <laughs> is, is running out of steam just now. But Ewan Henderson genuinely looks like he, yeah, he could make it because he exactly. has a touch. Yeah. Whereas Lewis yeah. Moore, he doesn't know how to play in tight spaces, uh, which is a huge issue if you're going to be playing on mm-hmm. the wing in the top fight. Henderson's wee, he's strong, he's sort of like, he bullies players off the ball and he can make a run as well. He's got a good chance and obviously Stendhal has massively helped both of those players. And I think they were kind of key as well because they were the only width, really, that Hearts had. And that occupied that space, which meant that Naismith could drop in deep, pick up the ball. Andy Irvin has been sensational since he came into the team just before Christmas. He's, yeah. he's 19 and he's, he's going into this midfield or any midfield and he's picking up the ball. He's going past the man and he's finding a pass. He's, he's been absolutely brilliant. But Moore and Henderson, I, I think you need to... They weren't outstanding by any means, but they did enough in that game to affect it, which yeah. is kind of what you're looking for. I think um, with, with Moore, I know can I... Craig Fowler didn't give him a great rating in the, the Scotsman ratings and, and uh, we were kind of talking about it and he, he was the poorest of them all but I think he still did a job within that game I think in games against like, so Ross County or St Mirren he's not necessarily good enough really to do it but what, what he did do and I suppose what they, they both did in a way was the Hearts kind of compressed that midfield they kind of made it difficult for Kamara and Jack and Davis to get through and get balls to Defoe and then when they broke there was a time I think it was the second half where Moore kind of pressured Katic it was just a long aimless ball into the channels and Moore kind of pressured Katic and giving away a, a corner and it was that type of thing it was just it was as much about workload or effort for a lot of those guys yes especially for the kind of slightly more limited players yeah. um, and then you still had people like Naismith and yeah. Boyce and Irvin who were able to do a bit more in terms of put their foot in the ball Henderson was good actually as well but yeah. But there, I don't think there was a there wasn't a passenger in that Hearts team yesterday. There was a couple of 
times where Suter looked maybe a bit ropey in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I thought in in the build up to the (coughs) second goal, the winner, um, it comes to Suter about the halfway line in the air, and he heads it. But and I was just thinking, I was watching it again today, and I was thinking if that had been better in that position, he just launches (laughs) it. With his head as far as it will go, it will go. So he passed it. He passed yeah. it to someone's feet. I can't. Remember, I think it's, it might be Boyce, but he, and it goes right to his feet, and you can see that's exactly his intention. And I agree, he had a few ropey moments in the first half, and I just feel like again, if Hearts play like that way, uh, they're always one dodgy pass, especially against a team like Rangers, one yeah. dodgy pass away from it just being fatal. You know what yeah. I mean? I think a couple, couple more points from me, Boyce. What a difference it is having a, a, an actual striker. I know Stephen Naismith is an actual striker, scores all of our goals really, but he drops deeper, and I think that's where he's more effective. Having a guy who can occupy two defenders at once is not something that Hearts have had in a long time, and that's what Boyce does. He occupies that space, which brings the other guys in. He got an assist, he got a goal, he hasn't even trained with the team yet, and I think that you know that is the start of something that is potentially really exciting as a Hearts fan, as you've actually said, a good striker. The other thing is the substitutes. I thought Washington and Uche both did really, really well when they came yeah. on. Washington just ran himself into the ground. He made sure that Ken was doubled up on every time. Him and Claire just didn't give him any space whatsoever. He was chasing everything. And Uche is just... He loves playing against Rangers. He's just a fridge for legs, man. <laughs> he, loves, he just loves coming on against Rangers. Absolutely. Every time Kata has got the ball, he just, <laughs> it was like, like a red rag to a bull. He was just going for it. But that, that was the thing, I think, that, that marks Boyce out from... The other strikers, apart from Naismith, but if you count him, he's going to yeah. ideally drop him a bit deeper. Is that Boyce is so much more intelligent than those guys? Oh, like you know, Uche yeah. and Washington have got physical attributes. They can head mm-hmm. the ball. They can they can still cause defenders problems. But Boyce is so much more intelligent as a as a striker in terms of finding space, where to go, being able to link up with other good players. That you just don't get that from those including Steve McLean so you don't get that from the other half <laughs> Papa McLean is a saint <laughs> and um, just, just about Rangers quickly before yeah. we move on um, Gerard said uh, he didn't recognise his side he clearly doesn't remember this exact moment one year ago um, how, where does this leave them? five points behind <laughs> yeah. the, 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 um, I, I don't foresee Rangers slipping up like this again this season if I'm honest, I think that's a huge. I mean, the way that Gerard was talking after the game, I think he'll have them absolutely battered into shape now. But I think it's too late. I I, I think the only thing is that they've already had they basically had three performances like that now to some degree since they come back, and that that was probably the worst one. But they've had three pretty near performances. Yes, yeah, it's the only um, one they haven't got without, away with. Yeah, yeah. And they've not had Morelos in that time, and, that, and they still as much as Defoe is a handy person to have and they've got him I mean he's scored in two of those three games but he's just not Morelos and it's such a big drop you know when, when Edward's out you can still talk about now if Griffiths is fit mm-hmm. there's not a massive drop off there Johnson's kind of shown it in burst they've got the, uh, the new guy as well the drop off is still I mean it's so big between Morelos and Defoe in terms of what he brings to the team like as you say like Morelos yesterday with the with the Fashioned a chance of his own if, if yeah. he was struggling. If finished one of those. Yeah, if, if, if the midfield was struggling to do something yesterday, he would have he would have fashioned something himself. Loves playing his hearts as well. Yeah, so yeah. seeing him out of the team was exactly. So so I think so it does for me. It's still I, I I I thought that as well. It's seen Gerard's quotes that I thought that might be them to the end of the season. But if Morelos is out, there's I mean it's always been the point that they've dropped points is when he's yeah. been out of the team or started to look poor. So and. 
so if he's at some point does go to the team because of injury or suspension then yeah I can still see them losing some games yeah. right let's move on to the whatever it's called uh, uh, where Hamilton lost <laughs> 4-2 to Livingston how could you not remember the Fountain of Youth Stadium <laughs> and um, I think it's changed may, once maybe twice since then yeah. um, <laughs> there's, not, there's not some acronym now or something the Foy's the Foy's Stadium isn't it Fountain 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 Stadium yeah see yeah. there you but go but then Foy's means it's Fountain of Youth Stadium Stadium the Foy's Stadium mm. like ATM machine yeah or Hibernian FC Club, club. <laughs> pin number right uh, fair play to living. Yes, they yes. are on some run at the moment. Uh, four wins in a row, won six of their last eight, um, clear in fifth. And the thing is, as well, I mean, I mean, I know a lot's been made about uh, the players they lost in the summer. Players have had to replace. Um, they lost two of that back three and their goalkeeper. But even then, Lithgow's been out quite a bit injured this mm-hmm. season. And they've had to chop and change their fullback positions. They've had to change their goalkeeper a wee bit recently. Uh, like one in, one guy in for one game and then out again. But it just doesn't seem to phase them. They just seem to keep picking up these wins and these points. I think what, what we've said a, a few times on this podcast is the, the dressing room is so strong with Livingston. Like you've got big characters there, Marvin Bartley, London Dykes. Uh, even Lithgow, if he's not playing, he's still a big guy to have around. And then you've got David Martindale and uh, Gary Holt, who, who can sort of nurture that as well, which means that when these other players go in, so like you've seen Taylor Sinclair coming in and stuff like that, they're going in with this ready-made belief that they can actually go and affect games and win points. And they work so hard for each other that when you come up against a, a Hamilton team that defended really poorly, it means that you're <laughs> going to get chances and you're going to put them away. And I think it's just that team spirit that they have. I know, I think it's now like that conversation's gone, the players that they lost. And yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't, it, it's, it's, a, an, yeah, it's an irrelevant well, argument. Well, that's the point I'm making, though. The point I'm making is even this season they've had to chop and change mm-hmm. and they still seem to be just riding it out. And it seems to be that the system comes first. They have yeah. a system and then they just move whatever individuals they need to yeah. around that system and it works. But I think there's a, there's also a, a bit more focus, it feels like, this season in terms of the kind of middle to front. So last season it was the, that big focus on the, the back three and how well they defended. But this year, I mean, even if you look at even the team from the weekend, you know, that midfield going forwards of Bartley and Sybil's been excellent in yeah. holding midfield. Bartley's obviously been very good. Then you've got Lawless, Pittman, who have done it routinely over the uh, certainly Lawless has done it over a he's on for player of the month yeah. Lawless and, um, and Pittman has done it routinely for Livingston and, and certainly since he's been up in the, the Premiership so that I can add something different I mean he, he's a bit he's of aggression kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but he adds something a bit different to what they've got and then you've obviously got Dykes who we've talked about a lot up front plus you've got folk like Erskine and Robinson on the bench so they've got a lot of quality there actually for a I, I mean it makes sense for a team that are sitting fifth. That's the kind of type of squad you think should be sitting fifth. And they've managed to, as you say, the, the people that have come in defensively have generally managed to slot in because they're so well organised. But they, you know, they're they're better at playing football this season. I think they're working and they've got a lot of guys who are looking impressive and in, in good form in that that kind of middle and forward area, and they have been sort of all season really. They went behind in this one. Uh, a goal from Sean Want, who must be about the ninth player to play right back for Aki's this season. <laughs> They've had so many centre halves and so many right backs this season. Um, they, yeah, they've they've just not settled at all. They are also on a, a very poor run at the moment, and it's only 
one game, but Hearts have now got to within a, a point of them. Have we got anything original to say about Aki's other than they're probably going to stay up anyway? Yeah, probably yeah, stay up. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they'll go through a horrible run of form or something and then they'll go down. It, it'll be something weird. I think, or Hearts hopes <laughs> to continue to stay <laughs> below them. Very possible. We are aware of that. Yeah, I, I think Aki's are still capable of performances. They showed it. I mean, I know they lost to the Hibs, but in that first half they were great. Um, they, they pushed and bullied Hibs about. They beat Hearts a few weeks ago at home and that was a really... <coughs> sorry. That was a really strong performance from them as well. So they still have it in them. And I, I think sometimes, as Hamilton always do, they'll have a shocking result like this at home. And then you'll think, oh, that's them on the slide. And then two weeks later, they'll pick up six points. And you're like, right, okay, well, they're not on the slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to happen when you've got the squad that they have. And like you say, they're chopping and changing defenders like it's going out of fashion. That's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Sam Woods has come in, obviously, from Paris. Um, he scored in that game but also I think he was a bit weak um, for a few of the uh, the Levy goals I say a few of the Levy goals they did score four um, but I, I think he allowed himself to, to be dragged out of position by Dykes which is where you see like Taylor Sinclair's header for example free header underneath the bar and that's because of the movement inside and, and you know the defenders getting a wee bit confused I think there's there's glaring issues with Ackes and there always will be but I think that there's enough there that they will still continue to pick up the odd result which could keep them safe yeah well, I mean That'll be interesting over the next period because they're actually looking at their fixtures. They could quite easily get no points from the next five league games. They get Celtic at home, which they never do anything in. St Mirren away, which is the big one. Then Aberdeen at home, Hearts away, Motherwell at home. So undoubtedly, because it's Hamilton, they will pick up a win somewhere along the lines. Yeah. So either Aberdeen or Motherwell probably. But but they could quite easily get nothing out of that, and then they're they're in real trouble back in. See the same thing it's every time it's just, it's just that easy. Um, um, nice finish from Sybold for his goal. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on the volley, took it well. And um, Aaron Taylor Sinclair's goal was a bit weird, I thought. He just appeared out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, was just flying through the air from a yard out. <laughs> and they still put it in the roof of the net as well. <laughs> Such a weird goal. Because yeah. um, there's no footage of him with the run all the way in to him connecting with the ball. There's, no. there's a footage of him starting the run and then uh, there's the footage of him uh, putting it in. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. So, yeah. you know, the, w- watching the replays, like, where the fuck has he even come from? <laughs> and none of the replays given me that information. And uh, yeah, the Souther uh, meltdown. He just, he, he seemed annoyed at getting taken off while his team were winning for the fourth time in a row. Mm, yeah. It was it's a weird, but I mean, you kind of—it's quite funny. You see the angle, uh, the sort of lower angle from the the TV camera side. He almost see, kills a steward. Aye, but you see Scott Robinson looking behind him and then turning around, just has a wee smile on his face. Like they, <laughs> may, they maybe kind of know that about Souther that he will react. I think it's reason that he hasn't finished a game yet aye. this season. So I mean, oh, that oh, might—I don't know if that has something to do with it. That, does he, he get a bonus for playing 90 minutes? Even when they're winning, he gets taken well, off. But the yeah. winners always get taken off. Yeah, like it was the, it's the natural the way thing is, I remember play. there was something earlier in the season as well that he wasn't getting picked for a few games or he got dropped after a game because Holt wasn't happy about him not tracking back. Right, right. So that, from what you're saying there, that makes him a prime candidate to take off when you're mm-hmm. defending a lead, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's probably Again, it. just sounds like a winger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much what they do. Uh, also, the handball for the penalty was mental, and how long it took uh, Madden to give it. Yeah, as well. it's it like he must have been communicating with his other official, yeah. I think. But yeah, I think he was just thinking really hard about what he'd just seen because he's like, like the ball's about to break, and he never stops looking at the penalty spot. He's like, I'm going to give it. 
Probably gonna give it now. Nah, hold on. The Fjorta, Fjorta <laughs> actually, yeah, that. Fjorta's shirt was almost over his head mm. as well. Though. It was mental. Maybe um, it was skin. Maybe, the, well, yeah, was, maybe that's about, what was uh, distracting him. It could be it. Yeah, because they were talking sports side yesterday. They reckoned it was a free kick rather than a, a penalty for the foul in Fjorta. Yeah, it looked like he was yeah, being yeah, filled. Definitely yeah, being yeah. filled. Again, it was uh, what do you call him? The guy that I keep wanting to say, Sam Smith. What's his name? The guy that just signed Sam Woods. Sam Woods. <laughs> um, Celtic. Yeah. Celtic 3, Ross County 0. That was a great link, that one. Eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> County looked really at it at the early stages of this one. Mm-hmm. They missed uh, a number of chances. I, even though I, I knew he wasn't going to score it, I had my head in my hands watching that spittle chance. I can't believe he hasn't got that one on target. It's, it's mad because the Celtic players have actually created an avenue to the It's just perfect well. for them. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect. And it's, you know, we've seen Ross County in the last two games now creating really good opportunities for themselves and not putting them away. Um, it was the same against Hearts. They, they got through on goal so many times. Couldn't do it. Billy Mackay uh, was sort of guilty for a couple of chances there. And then in this one, um, what's his name? Mullen. Should have done so much better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually has time to take a touch. It's a great pass, absolutely yeah. wonderful ball through for him, but that just kind of uh, was the, the greatest sort of showcase of how open Celtic were at the back. It was you mental. Mean, that was, it was so like, open at the back. Yeah, the tactic seemed to be just to get the ball up, yeah, uh, up towards the Celtic defence as quickly as possible, and there would yeah a hole would open up for for one of the Ross County players to go through. Yeah, yeah. they were. I mean, I suppose it was a wee bit disjointed at the back for Celtic. Bauer was in because Frank Pong's injured and. Simonovich was in for Ayer so Ross County were pretty smart in terms of um, getting in at that defence but yeah, they've got to when you get chances like that you sell it apart yeah. man like, it, it's, it, Spittles was definitely the worst the oh worst yeah miss. easily uh, but easy. as I say Mullinian should be doing a lot better as well but I you know, really had a decent chance he could have done better with as well so, yeah. I'll never hear a bad broadside again Cowes was the more difficult yeah, of them, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and obviously so. Mullins is a difficult technique but um, I don't think he needed to do that, that that's the thing he's yeah, he probably maybe doesn't need to yeah. take a touch and spit um, yeah. spittles yeah it just like I said it just sat perfectly for him just to just to pass it into the bottom yeah. corner yeah and it was actually I, I think you know that, that tactic the county had getting the, the, the pace of your players on the shoulder and getting them behind yeah. I mean it worked really well it's quite ambitious to go to Celtic Park and do that in the first place um, and he exploited himself but you've got yeah, because otherwise you'll get a penalty given against you, and Callum McGregor will score it, and stupid music will come on. So, yeah, which was obviously no doubt about, and it, um, and it, it gave Celtic the lead. But it wasn't until Edward came on that they really made sure of it, and it's just all I've written in my notes is he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. I, I wrote Edward as Edward the difference. Yeah, just like he's yeah. he's brilliant. There, he brilliant? Uh, there was an uh, I know make jokes about the. Uh, athletic quite a lot but there, there was quite a, there was, there was uh, the Atlantic as I keep calling it I call it, I call it the Atlantic as well yeah, um, I never read the Atlantic though I don't like, I, I remember the last time I read the Atlantic um, but it was kind of talking about Edward growing up and he was, he was saying he's always the, the way he's finished has always been like that he's always been just a very calm composed kind of side of the foot finisher which is interesting that I kind of I guess he's not totally learned it like it's something kind of instinctive or a natural thing rather than we always think of Morelos being the instinctive striker yeah, but actually yeah. Edwards always sort of had that um, skill as well but um, about, yeah, it's quite interesting how some of these guys end up at Celtic because he's I mean he's far too good really for was well, it PSG but, yeah, I mean, but then yeah, again there's lots of players that come from Man United ah, yeah, and Man yeah, City yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, and are yeah. no good at but, but yeah, I think because he had a couple of you know, 
poor spells on loan in various other places. But no, I mean he's he's he is the difference just now. I'd, I'd said earlier on about the the fact that there's a big drop off after when Morelos is not playing for Rangers, and that Griffiths, if he's fit, does help Celtic a bit. But they have goals, more goals from elsewhere on the yeah, pitch as well for like and Rangers and stuff. Yeah, um, and Christie. Uh, so yeah, you're right. I think that's the thing. But he is just, he's just so good. It's, it's the second goal is like the, the sort of. If you're having an odds on Edward seminar, you'd be like, right, this is the one. Because so often you see strikers who are getting closed down from, from two angles, so there's a defender yeah, on either yeah. side of him, and they usually like stretch for it and they, they sort of slide as they hit the ball, yeah. and then it, you know, it can still go in and stuff like that. Morelos is actually really good at that, sort of getting yeah. his foot on it. Edward's standing bolt upright. <laughs> he just knows that there's no back left to his shot. He just knows, right, I'm going to get there first. And he just, as I say, no back left, bottom corner. Yeah. It just it makes him look incredibly cool yeah. when he does it. And he's just he's, yeah. he's that sort of calm. Like he obviously gets slagged off for not celebrating and stuff like that. But he's he's that sort of character. He's just incredibly cool. He knows exactly where the ball is, where the back of the net. Yeah, is, it's just, just even every time. Sorry, no, no, no. I was just going to say it was. Uh, I mean, it's jumping on a wee bit to one of the other games, but on the radio yesterday, um, kind of sports team were talking about a biggest chance that he missed against Aberdeen, and they were making. Um, Jim Goodwin and I think William Miller and a couple of other were kind of making the excuse that he was getting closed down and it was a bit of a tight angle and actually he sort of did well to hit the post from it but it's like that's the type of thing where there's just that level of difference in quality that there's absolutely no way Edward presented really Edward in the cup final yeah, exactly. mistakes are a lot bigger yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it doesn't matter that people are closing him down or that the goalkeeper might be flying out like, yeah. he's just totally focused on where he's Putting the ball, yeah, and yeah. then I know that it's been covered before, but the uh, against Kilmarnock in the the match before that touch for mm. for his goal where he just nah, kind of takes it, it, takes it on the spin. Oh Defender has it off him, man. Oh, it's like Bergkamp after <laughs> after he does that skill. <laughs> yes, he gets a little break of the ball. But, uh, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, Anything else to say about this game before we, we move on? Nope. That save from the county keeper. Oh, of oh, course, yeah. yeah, from Baxter, yeah. Although Unreal. they missed a trick by not bringing on Laidlaw to save the penalty because he's playing a great that's <laughs> true. record uh, from penalties this season. Uh, but again, in my notes, I've just written, what a fucking save. I think it, it can't go without comment how good that save is. Like, he's totally instinctive, it's hit well, and he puts his arm in it. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah, from a point-blank range yeah. as well. Uh, right, we'll move on to McDermott Park, where St Johnston beat Kilmarnock 2-1. Um, St Johnston moved to a back three for this. How much do we think this was just Tommy Wright giving the board the middle finger? <laughs> but it worked anyway. I mean, well, I think pretty much everything Tommy Wright does is yeah. to give the board the middle finger. It doesn't matter what he does. Um, Apparently yeah. they've had since had constructive talks. I will bet that they have. Yes. <laughs> I bet that was mainly just uh, the board listening to Tommy Wright. <laughs> <laughs> and and while also yeah. saying... No, it, was just, it was just the board sitting outside his door as he <laughs> threw stuff against the wall. Um, yeah. yeah, their only comment was, do you have to go public with this stuff? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, it was a, I think that's a, it's a big result, obviously, for St. Johnson, but it is a... Um, I think it's important for Wright, especially when you're, you're going to come out in the press and slate people... Because you're you're kind of taking a lot of the responsibility away from yourself. I mean, he he completely washed his hands of this whole transfer window, which I don't think you can really do as a manager. But I take his that's what he says. He, he should be retitled the head coach. Yeah, that's exactly. that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but I think it is important that he's kind of also shown, especially when you're you're putting yourself out in a line like that, that you're showing what you could do as a manager still, and, and um, maybe at times. That's been forgotten a wee bit this season, but no, they were they were, they were good. Um, McCann was 
uh, really impressive in the middle of the park. Yeah. Um, Cam uh, Booth was pretty solid in that that back three. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, they look like they have a solid back three if they yeah. want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, a few months ago, they barely had a good centre half in the squad. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose they're taking advantage of a Kelly team in a, a big slump, but that's still a that's a big moment for them in terms of the fact that they were still going for the win, not kind of happy to go for a settle for a for a point. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. It, Things are kind of looking up. Their kind of form has generally been kind of winning a loss uh, and a draw. Kind of, it's not been as anywhere near as bad as it was. Uh, I think it's season, like three think, wins in the last yeah, six yeah. Uh, league games now. Though, yeah. um, are we? Do you think? Are think we worried about them being relegated anymore? I, I think you still will be a bit concerned, but because they've they've not got a lot up front. I mean, when you're still playing me and Kane. <laughs> Starting two strikers, you can't rule yeah. them out of relegation. <laughs> and it's when Andre Wright went off as well at half time with an injury, so that's that's oh, like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the last. That is the concern, I suppose, that they've got. They've lost Kennedy, and if I don't know how long what this injury is for Wright, but if you've basically lost your two wingers in one yeah. weekend, yeah. Yeah. Swanson doesn't look the fittest no. at the moment, no. yeah. or hasn't. Is it, for a while? <laughs> is it 2010 again? <laughs> yeah. uh, but for St. Joseph, that game was two brilliant crosses into the box mm. that, that um, sort of caused both goals obviously the second one wasn't a direct sort of uh, crossing header but it was two wonderful balls into the box which is one for them Kelly need to be a bit concerned about that the cross balls and just balls coming into the box I thought O'Donnell was quite lazy for the first one Yeah, I think they, they just everyone stood off for that entire attack and it's yeah. early in the game as well so you'd be thinking right you need to get on top of them the entire Celtic team every time a, a pass was made by St Johnston they stood off and then the ball went into the middle and Alan McCann's got about 10 yards of yeah. space around about him. It was mental. Like you, you should be starting, especially when you're in a bad run of form, you should be absolutely gunning for it, yeah. but they, they were not at all. And you both mentioned Ali McCann there. He, uh, I remember this, when he first kind of started getting a run in the team, it looked like he was going to be a, a deeper player. Uh, people were talking about like a, a Chris Miller type replacement. And then... There was an interview a few weeks after where Tommy Wright said that he is the type of player he wants to get in the box and he wants to score goals and that kind of thing. And he scored two goals since then. And he's a player that played well this season, even when St Johnston yeah. were shit. And yeah, uh, yeah he's 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 um, he looks like he'll play a big part in their season between now and the end of the season. Uh, what do you think about the Callum Hendry up front? They've started with, as you say, Kane and yeah. May. Neither barely scored any goals between them. Callum Hendry seems to be doing okay from the bench here and there. Does he deserve a, a run in the team, do you think? I, I mean, if we slag off Chris Kane, uh, then, then he will never <laughs> I'm not. Score. I'm not trying to invite that, to be, to be clear. I'm not trying to do that. I, I think so. He adds something a bit different, Hendry. I, I think he, he came on at 10 Castle Island in the season and scored the winning goal. But other than that, he was just a general nuisance anyway. Uh, the wee bit of skill he had towards the end of the game on uh, Saturday was incredible as well. Shows that he's got a bit of confidence about him, which we don't see that often from Chris Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he seems to be really working hard to try and get himself into the starting lineup. I mean, I'm sure... Tommy Wright is always quite meticulous with how he wants his teams to, to set up and obviously there's a reason why me and Kane are playing together just now but I don't see a reason why Hendry couldn't come in and, and do a better job I think he's got more of a goal threat than Kane as well mm-hmm. 
<laughs> no, I think I've got one of our goals in the game. Um, but yeah, I'd I, I like Kendra. Every time I've, I've seen him, I've, I've been quite impressed, apart from that time he got sent off. But yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not looking very good for Kelly. It's looking very grim, actually. No wins in nine, I think. Seven. Or was it? Uh, yeah, I said the cup. I said yeah, the cup. Yeah, yeah. And seven yeah, right. defeats in the seven defeats league. Seven defeats in a row, yeah. Uh, two, two draws before that. So yeah, they're... Uh, yeah, that's getting to become a, a major concern, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it feels like they're relying a, a bit heavily, a bit too heavily on Burke just now, no. potentially. Uh, come on. I know. Um, <laughs> Directly involved in their last seven yeah. goals. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and it, it just doesn't look like there's a lot of creativity in open play. That obviously, a lot of those goals against Queen's Park were up set pieces, largely. Um, this was a penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty either there's not didn't see a lot at the weekend of them fashioning a lot of chances I mean I guess you've got Caban Bun, Bun are new so it might take them a wee while to get used to how each other and the rest of the team plays but they're kind of starting to run out of time to do that given the, the run they're in I mean they're obviously there's, there's worse teams on paper obviously still than, than Kelly but yeah. Once you get into a kind of slump like that, and if you, the concern has always been with Kelly, I guess, going forwards, and that's not been resolved at any point, and now the defence are kind of leaking goals a lot more as well. well so that, that, <laughs> that's what makes that a bit of a worry. That, that's kind of it. I, I think that the attacking sort of sense, yeah, that, that's still an issue, but the, how easily they relinquish possession in that game is ridiculous. Even guys like Stuart Finlay were giving it away as the last man, mm-hmm. letting Stevie May in and stuff like that. They were giving the ball away all the time, Alan Power. Uh, was another one who was guilty so it is yeah I, I think that they've got the attacking concerns that they've always had but yeah, yeah added to it it's now uh, a midfield that doesn't know what it's doing and a defence that looks nervous so. yeah it, the, the only thing is I suppose it's it's hard to to know I have to say in, in terms of how much of it's Alex Dyer's doing so obviously a lot of it's coming under his watch yeah and he talked at the weekend about how there was so much Bad. There are so many issues before he came in that he's kind of having to work his way through. Before but, he came in, yeah, <laughs> that, and that's the, well, yeah. Sorry, I, completely, I, I know that's why you saying that. I was wondering whether that was him saying oh. that or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like washing his yeah, hands of what's happened the yeah, last six months. Possibly them, but the uh, or misquoted them, but the uh, but that that is quite interesting that he's, he's kind of putting out it's so much of the blame on um, the previous. Regime where they did still win some games. That's the thing. Like they, yeah. they've kind of, yeah, it's it's been under him ultimately. Alessio really was responsible for the first four matches yeah. of this run or something. Which yeah. I think you said started with two yeah, draws. Yeah, yeah. I think the next two yeah, defeats or something, and then yeah. Alessio's been out the door since then. So who knows? I mean, it could have been a yes. similar run under Alessio. We'll never know. But yeah. Right, we'll move on. We've got two nil nils to <laughs> to finish off with. So good luck here, guys. Um, Samira nil Aberdeen nil this one was on the telly so we might have a wee bit more to say about this um, good win <laughs> that's, that's a pretty massive presumption on your part it was a fucking horrible game yeah. um, Jim Goodwin said before the match if they kept Cosgrove quiet they would get something from the game he was right mm-hmm. uh, and Kennedy was given his debut by Aberdeen um, McInnes said that it was the type of player they've needed in the team for a while, but he seemed to suck all the goodness out of him <laughs> in his <laughs> first performance. First he sucked the joy out of uh, <laughs> exciting yeah. signing. But yeah. We can yeah. say these things now because Craig Levine's not our manager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just staggering how boring Aberdeen are as a football team. Like when they've got guys like 
Cosgrove, Kennedy, McGeech, McGinn, all starting that game, and they're so boring. Yeah. They're just such a bad team to watch. It's it's amazing yeah. that they're still put on the TV. Yes, yeah. you know it's. <laughs> Their, their possession is just so slow. Like it, it, they seem to have no direction or no plan of what they actually want to do, other than give up to Cosgrove and kind of hope he does something, or get out to the wingers and maybe see if they can get a cross in for Cosgrove. Aye. There's kind of nothing, and it's like when you've got, as you say, when you've got McGeech in there, um, you've got Ferguson, uh, you've got Ojo. Like that should be a midfield that should be able to dominate and kind of dictate the play and the, the tempo and there's just none of that happening at all they, as you say they're just so abject to watch they're it, just it, miserable it was so often Ojo would pay, uh, play the ball sideways to McGeech who would play the ball sideways to Ojo mm. <laughs> and then that, that was it I, I think you know if if Aberdeen are, are going to make the most of this midfield they need to get back to McGinn who was playing for Hibs just before he left because he was beginning to make really incisive passes he, he built up a relationship with the strikers um, obviously he had guys like McGinn beside him as well Scott Allen but he, he was able to properly dictate the game and I, I think it might take a few weeks for that to happen but if they can get that Dylan McGeeck to start playing because I think you know McGeeck has maybe been guilty in the past of being that guy that will play it sideways and then yeah. and, you know his passing stats will look great but he won't necessarily impact games I, I think if you can get that side of it working that'll bring yeah. Lewis Ferguson into it more that'll bring Cosgrove Kennedy that's kind of the key for me just now is, is Dylan McGeoch finding that sort of almost arrogance that he had when he was at Hibs that he knew he was good enough to just completely take a game by the scruff of the neck and run with it. Yeah. Um, I think if they can get that going, great. It's not happened yet. So um, it's kind of, they're just really boring. Yeah. Really boring. Yeah, I think added to that, I think McGinn really not been up to it recently. Uh, he was very sloppy in possession. Didn't, barely went past the man the entire game. Um, and he just, Seemed quite lazy in tracking back and that kind of thing as well, and he's just he's just not the player he was before he went to. Kind of feels like South Korea. Been tired for about a year because <laughs> <laughs> when he first he came back, looked... it was understandable there was no gap. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have an off season. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like age or fitness or something's catching up with him at the, at the moment, and he's just, he just doesn't have the spark that he, he once had. Yeah, um, decent point for St Mirren, although they'll be disappointed they didn't take. All three points, given that Obika chance. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was actually McGeech backwards pass. Uh, it was that one. He uh, should just stick to passing it sideways, and you think. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's it's no secret that, that teams down that side of the table need to start putting their chances away. We just spoke about it yeah. with Ross County, for example. These teams need to score those chances when they're presented. That one was put on a plate for him. Um, he's, he's hit it pretty well. Um, it's it's just a shame, obviously, it's come back off the post, but. It's a bad mess. When you go one on one, it doesn't matter if it's Joe Lewis you're up against. You'd, you'd still fancy the strike up and put it away. Um, yeah, I think it'll be disappointed with that. And the new, they've got a new look centre half. They needed to. Their defence was completely obliterated uh, by recalls and injuries. But the two guys looked excellent. Uh, Kem, Fem, Fem, Femwa, Femwa. Should have done yeah. this before I came yeah, on. I, I literally just said it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I looked in your eyes and said it. I wasn't guessing. Apologies. For yeah. um, ne- next to the, the other Craig one. Craig was drowning there and Rob was casting out the uh, life raft and you're just missing the, the life. No, he's swimming away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for somebody else to throw one. Um, yeah, for me, it will look good. Um, I, I think neither of them allowed themselves to get bullied too much by Cosgrove, uh, which always, always makes a difference when you're playing against Aberdeen. 
uh, Cosgrove decided to just dive at one stage which was great and I think that's maybe a reason why he didn't get the penalty that they were asking for yeah. as well um, no, no, he looks really strong Aye Yep, nothing else to add about that game <laughs> Excellent uh, Right, we'll move on to another game that we're going to try and get blood from a stone from oh, Good save from Marciano, eh? Yeah, it was right at the end Yeah, from Christy Manzinga Another one yeah. I'm going <laughs> to struggle to say <laughs> It's just Manzinga, man Oh god Sorry guys Sorry <laughs> um, Yeah Two wins and seven perhaps Not very good No, no not great No not I mean great. I mean, in, in context I suppose I know draw away I ah, know that's not that's, well. that's an alright result But Take yeah. out the context Of the, the recent yes. sort of, uh, the Recent run Yeah I, I think You know Especially when you've got Tom James going in there Yeah <laughs> um, For his, his First game Ever since, by the looks of things Since um, November I think it was, that was I, yeah. yeah And and when you've got to make A personal change like that I think it's it's a decent result Away from home for Hibs And um, I think for Motherwell as well Because the um, I mean looking at that front three They're clearly missing A, a few players at the moment And to To match Aberdeen's result And just to yeah. keep that bit of distance I think it's a, a decent I mean, Obviously they'll be Given where they are And um being at home, they're probably slightly more disappointed of the two, but I don't think they'll be too bothered about a point from that game. No, no I don't think so. Canberra hit the post, I suppose. Both teams mm. had a chance to win it as well. Canberra hit the post, and as you said, the Manzinga one towards yeah. the end. Good but, pronunciation, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't realised nothing I've said. Not a... I mean, it was, it was a better than the St. Mirren yeah. game, but... And there was a pigeon... Oh, I didn't see the pigeon. Did you not see the pigeon? No. The pigeon went Graham had mentioned it um, on the WhatsApp during the game, and then I, I did notice it during one of the highlights. Ah, so you can see it in the highlights. I think it was James Scott hits a shot that uh, is Marcelo saves, but the pigeon takes off as he saves it, and there's a white pigeon, and it looks like the ball going into the back of the net. Oh, I see. Um, I, I watched the highlights and didn't. Uh, there was another up, bit yeah. that I noticed when the ball comes out. I think it might have been. Hibs on the attack, the ball comes out to the right wing and it kind of it just moves away from Aye. where the play is. Aye, the pigeon was absolutely loving the pitch right. um, and I think it was there for roughly 80 of the 90 right. minutes, so yeah. sort of flying to different yeah. parts of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was good. The bit with the shot was a bit like a John Woo film, you know how he had like this thing with <laughs> but this was just a white pigeon. So there um, you go, Motherwell. <laughs> Motherwell Hibs fan. Spot on, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. So there you go, by the way, this one's five minutes on uh, movies. We've watched 20 minutes or something on Hearts, and um, <laughs> your match was taken up talking about a pigeon. Yes. Yes. We'll just leave it there. Yep, I think so. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.